marriage under the state law is the law of the land which we must obey until it conflicts with the laws of Yahweh. Marriage under the state is a contract uniting a man and a woman. Each state sets up its own requirements for a valid marriage. Minimum age, marriage license, medical exams, blood tests. Husband and wives are legally responsible for their children. Divorce is the ending by law of a valid marriage. That's according to the state. An annulment is a declaration by a court that a marriage never really existed or was void from the beginning. The beginning of this declaration varies from state to state. Legal separation does not dissolve a marriage. It authorizes the parties to live apart. And even by the states, divorce is considered a major social problem. Grounds for grounds for divorce under state law, physical, physical cruelty, mental cruelty, disrespectful and unsociable behavior, habitual drunkenness, drug addiction, insanity, imprisonment, failure to support, and adultery. And more and more states are granting divorce for incompatibility. Uh, we, because of 1 Corinthians 6, 1, everybody look at that. First Corinthians six one. And this is Paul. He says, Dare any of you having a matter against another go to law before the unjust. We have no grounds for divorce. We have no grounds for divorce. <clears throat> now, I got my idea for this third class. From my favorite song. <clears throat> called 
ties that bind. There's one right there, ties that bind. Knowing you stand by me, <clears throat> through good and bad, makes all the difference in my life. Day by day, I find these are the ties that bind. The little things you do that please me so, all the ways you always understand when simple joys bring peace of mind, these are the ties that bind. You're all I need to see me through. Can I say more than this? These are the ties that bind. You can either look at that or the picture on your little handout. Marriage and the follower of Christ. You might want to, you look at whichever one you want to. But isn't that, is that not a neat, isn't that a neat picture? Look at him. He's, uh, he's striding out of that, uh, meeting place. He's, uh, looking forward to the days ahead with the one that he has chosen. Uh, serving the Lord, having a home, raising a family, and look at her. She's in the front, but who's she looking at? Who is she looking at? She's looking at him. And what do you think she's thinking? I am his and he is mine. Is that not beautiful? That's in the song of Solomon. I am his and he is mine. We need to remember that continually when we marry. I am his and he is mine. She is mine and I am hers. Is that not beautiful? Is that not a beautiful, that's a beautiful picture and it's a, it's a wonderful thought. Now, we're going to list 
some of the things that can we're going to list some of the things that can bind a marriage some of the things that can bind a marriage <laughs> got too much to take care of up here <laughs> I, can't, I can't I can't keep up with all of it oh some of the things that that can bind a marriage and I've got number one listed on my list here it's not the important but it's the number one on this list there's some other things that are more important than all of these and I will get to those in a minute true genuine love I don't think we we know when we really love someone but I don't think we really know what true genuine love is until we've been married for a while it just it just doesn't work that way What about sacrifice? That's the second thing I've got listed. Sacrifice. And our elder brother, did he not set an example for us? Are we willing to sacrifice our time, our interest, for each other remembering the sacrifice of Christ sacrifice and what about what about honesty we've got to be honest with one another honesty and why do we need honesty Because if we we're not honest with one another, how are we going to be one flesh? How are we going to be one if we're holding back, not telling the truth? And what about oneness? That's another tie that binds. Oneness. Are we really striving for oneness? What about forgiveness? Yahweh and and Jesus, they forgive us. What about us? Forgiveness. The ties that bind. What about perseverance? Do we keep trying? Do we keep persevering? This is the towel I was going to dry my face on. Have you ever seen the perspire? I like to wilt it at the Bible school in the September gathering. Do we throw the towel in when it gets a little difficult? Perseverance. That's another tie. A tie that binds. We just keep trying. No matter how bad 
I'm gonna have to get Darwin up here or, or Steve to come up here and do these ties for me. <laughs> the ties that bind. Communications. They say communication is really important. I'm not all that good a communicator. I do know that it's, I think it's more important to women than it is to most men. <laughs> Communicating. <laughs> oh. What about encouragement? Do we encourage each other? Hmm? What about our children? Do we encourage them? Encouragement. Boy, they're piling up, Adam. The ties it bind. What about support? Boy, support. Do we support each? Do we support each other in the work for the Lord? Do we work together? Do we support each other at the home and the raising of the children? Do we support each other in all aspects of our life? Are we like me, a loner? <laughs> all by myself, doing my own thing. My wife's been married to me for many years and there's times it's been very lonely <laughs> it's been very lonely for her oh because I am a loner you just don't you don't realize what a loner I am steadfastness oh that's a, that's another good tie steadfastness and what about patience Have patience. We need patience with our children, with our uh, young brothers and sisters. Hey, I'd like some patience too. I'm getting, I'm elderly. <laughs> I'd like some patience too. Patience. What about kindness? Sometimes it's hard to be kind, isn't it? And what about thoughtfulness? You know, there's there's men that they are so thoughtful regarding their wives. And we ought to be. She's the one we chose. We chose her. We did. And what about pleasantness? Being pleasant. Wives need to be pleasant too. You know, it's, it's not, <laughs> this is not just for, this is not just for, this is, this class is not just for us brothers. <laughs> Boy, these ties are piling up, Adam. They're piling up. Companionship. In, in that, wouldn't that be something to be be uh, spending your life with somebody and there's no companionship? What about trust? What if you what if you couldn't trust your husband or your wife? 
Am I getting too far away from the microphone? To have a good marriage, the kind of Yahweh's, we've got to trust and we've got to be trustworthy. What about satisfaction? Are we satisfied with our spouse? Or as the time as the time has passed and we we don't look like we did when we used to. <laughs> Are we still satisfied? To have compassion. You know, I think it uh, it takes I think this takes a while for men to become compassionate. Long-suffering. Long-suffering. Graciousness. Isn't that beautiful? What about peace? Peace at the, peace at the house. Peace wherever we go. Let's turn to Romans 14, verse 19. Mm. That's a beautiful verse. Let us therefore follow after the things which make for peace and things wherewith one may edify another. Now that's, that is certainly Christ's life. All these ties are they're piling up, brother and brother Adam. What about completeness? Do we complete each other? Do we even try? Do we even try? And what about godliness? What about godliness? Do we need to have godliness in our marriage? Is that a tie that binds? And I, <clears throat> something that's uh, real important to the to that beautiful bride up there is happiness. Women like to be happy. <laughs> they do. And there's no reason that we can't be happy and godly at the same time. And what about entertainment? Doesn't the husband and the wife need to to do things that they enjoy together? Some things that uh, wouldn't conflict with the the will of God. Taking a trip together, going and see uh, seeing the. Uh, the beautiful creation out here. There's some wonderful places to see here in Arkansas, all over the United States, all over the whole world, whole earth. Happiness. 
two sinful, irritating, fully human people must learn to adjust their lives to each other. And remember these ties that we have mentioned. There's many more. These ties that bind, the ties that bind us, bind us together. Uh, Brother Andrew, would you... uh, Andrew's going to do a little chore for us. You know, when I... takes the word of God and he writes it on the tablets of his heart and he finds a woman that has done the same thing and they decide to get married and have children And raise up a family that feels the same way about God's plan and purpose. And they belong to an ecclesia where there's grandparents, there's brothers and sisters. Thank you. You, you, were, you. you were leaving me out. I'm, that, yeah, that I'm going to take off. That, that's one soda. One soda, Andrew. <laughs> they belong to Ecclesia where there's grandparents, their brothers and blood brothers and sisters, aunts and uncles, cousins, and other other brothers and sisters who have families and like today we have brothers from all areas that have have come here and Brother Lynn has mentioned this before the golden thread of the truth goes back 6,000 years ago and here we are holding on to it. This golden thread of the truth. What a tie that binds is that. And here we are right here together. The ties that bind. Summing up, we find the rules for success and happiness 
in the marriage union, and what did we read in Ephesians? Our, our, our marriage is a type of that ecclesia and what Yahweh is doing right now. Marry only in the Lord, believer with believer. Know that it is a legal binding that worketh by love. Submission of the bride, love of the husband. The marriage union typifies the relationship that exists between Christ and the ecclesia. The husband represents Christ, the wife, the ecclesia. Marriage is God's witness on earth to His eternal redemption, to His eternal purpose of redemption that ultimately all flesh will be one with God, partakers of the divine nature through Jesus Christ our Lord. And let's turn to John 17. And those of you that you can, get a hold of this golden thread of the truth. Get a hold of that golden thread of the truth. John 17, verse 9. This is Jesus Christ speaking. <clears throat> I pray for them. I pray not for the world, but for them which thou hast given me, for they are thine. And all mine are thine, and thine are mine, and I am glorified in them. And now I am no more in the world, but these are in the world. And I come to thee, Holy Father, keep through thine own name those whom thou hast given me, that they may be one as we are one. And let's skip over to verse 15. I pray not that thou shouldest take them out of the world, but thou shouldest keep them from evil. They are not, a, they are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is true. And thou hast sent me into the world. Even so have I also sent them into the world. And for their sakes I sanctify myself and they also, that they also might be sanctified through the truth. Neither pray I for these alone, but for them also which shall believe on me through their word, that they all may be one, and as thou, Father, art in me and I in thee, that they also may be one in us. That the world may believe that thou hast sent me, and the glory which thou hast gavest me, I have given them, that they may be one even as we are one. I in them, and thou in me. That they may be made perfect in one, and that the world may know that thou hast sent me, and hast loved them. 
as thou hast loved me. And that concludes my class, brothers and sisters.